As women, we've all had life experiences that have brought us to our breaking point. These experiences have molded us and the way we see the world. We believe that no matter the experience, you are not broken. It's possible to find strength in the cracks and imperfections. That is where our true beauty lies. Hi, I'm Dr. Natalie Phillips, host of Connecting a Better World here on NOCO FM, and I'd like to invite you to join me at a very special event. Unbreakable Finding Strength in Imperfection is a two-day event with hands-on activities, keynote speakers, and many more adventures planned. Join me for a weekend full of connection, growth, renewal, and stepping forward in your life. This is not your typical conference. Unbreakable Finding Strength in Imperfection is September 6th and 7th, 2019 at the La Quinta Inn and Suites in Loveland, Colorado. Learn more and get your ticket at noco.fm slash unbreakable. That's noco.fm slash unbreakable. Hope to see you there. Diverse voices. Unique sound. Not the same old thing. Different, different. This is NOCO FM. we're going to get our yoga on and learn a little bit about a new yoga called yen yoga. We've heard of yin and yang. Well, yen yoga is a much more gentle yoga. It's the gentle way to inner balance. And actually, that's the title of my guest, one of her books that won Best Yoga Book of the Year in 2011. It was Yin Yoga, The Gentle Way to Inner Balance. And the author and our guest tonight Stephanie Arnd, and we are talking to her from her home in Germany. Stephanie is a nutritionist, as well as being an author and a teacher of yin yoga. So she really looks holistically at how she can help each individual she works with. Her videos and her books are wonderful guides to help people get to know themselves better, understand the language of their own body, and find access to their inner self. Welcome to The Spark. I'm your host, Stephanie James. I'm really excited just to talk with you because before I watched your video, I had never even heard of yin yoga. And I know that is your that is your passion, that is what your new book is about and that's that is what you practice. Absolutely. First of all, I'm really curious, how did you even get interested in yin yoga? How did you find out about it? I uh, had been practicing yoga for many years before I found yin yoga. And I was actually always looking before it didn't, it didn't feel complete. I did uh, several yin yoga um, yoga teacher trainings, but I was still looking because I thought there is still something missing. And then I had um, a DVD about anatomy, which was by Paul Grilly, and I watched it. And I was really amazed by that teacher. And I watched what else he did. And there was um, yin yoga for credits on the DVD. So I ordered the DVD just because I liked the teacher so much. And I had my first yin yoga class with Paul Grilly um, <laughs> in that way. And I was totally flashed and said, okay, this is what I have to do. And a little after that, I did my first yin yoga teacher training with Paul Grilly, and then I, I knew what I was looking for. You were hooked. 
Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> well, and so, I mean, was this something that you always were into? Was it something you aspired to do through high school, college? When did, when did you get interested in this? And was this always your path? Uh, yoga, not really. I started doing yoga, well, I don't really know, when I was 25, maybe. But I did martial arts before that. So I was uh, into Eastern tradition for a long, long time. I started martial arts, I think, when I was 12. And I was really fascinated by the meditations we did there and, um, yeah, everything which came from, from the East. And um, that's when I got into yoga then, a little after that. So, But you went to school for something else, is that right, in college? Yeah, actually, I studied foreign languages. <laughs> what were you hoping to do with a degree in languages? Um, I wanted to be a translator, and that's also what I did for um, quite a few years. But when I had my first daughter, I realized that I didn't want to go back to work at an office. I didn't want to do an office job anymore. And um, that's when I thought, okay, I think I want to do something completely different. And that's when I started to do um, uh, nutrition and yoga. So tell me about the nutrition piece. Well, when my first daughter was born, I thought, okay, now I have the responsibility for this little human being <laughs> and I want to do the best I can to, um, to raise her as a healthy child. And um, that's why I wanted to, uh, to do everything I can and uh, really study what, what can I do to give her everything I can um, from that perspective, nutrition-wise. And so not only did you study it, but you actually became a nutritionist. Mm -hmm. And so do you still practice that now? Do you integrate that into what you do? Yeah, I do. I work um, uh, as a holistic health coach, actually. And nutrition is a big part of that. Well, tell me about that. I haven't heard that term before. What is a holistic health coach? Well, it integrates everything, actually. It integrates nutrition and um, yoga and meditation and uh, everything you can imagine, like um, the Eastern things about meridians. And um, yeah, when you have a disease, it's not like what we do in the West, that we just treat a symptom, but we, um, we look what is the cause for that and what can we do? What can we do to heal that? Yeah. And that's, yeah, that's what a holistic health coach does. So really looking at it from all different angles of healing and not just this medicinal fix. Exactly. That is so cool. So, I, so I'm also wondering about, did you grow up in Germany? Yeah, I did. Oh, you did. Your English is so awesome. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah. So you, you grew up in Germany. So tell, where are you located? And tell me a little bit about that journey for you growing up in in Germany, I think you're the first German, pure German that I've met. Oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was born in Cologne, Cologne, Germany, and I have lived there for 24 years. And um, I did a high school exchange here in Idaho <laughs> when I was 17. And that's where I learned English um, better than just in high school in Germany. And um, that's also how I got interested in, uh, in English, especially. And um, yeah, when I came back home, um, I actually wanted to move to the States, but I never got a green card. 
Really? So, um, yeah, we moved around in Germany a little bit, and now we um, we moved back to um, to not really back to Cologne, but it's pretty close. Isn't it interesting how our life takes us certain places, and we think we want to go one place, but life had a different plan for you and a different path. Oh, yeah, I definitely. <laughs> so, do you feel like there were there significant moments in your life and in growing up that pulled you towards the martial arts you were talking about, towards yoga? What what kind of drew you to that? Um, actually, it was my mom both times. Nobody ever asked me that before, so that's interesting. Um, because, um, well, when I was 12, my mom said, I would really like uh, you to learn self-defense because um, Cologne is a big city and it can get dangerous there. So um, we did a class together for um, mother and daughters. And the coach said, well, you seem to be very talented and I would like, to, I'd like you to come into my uh, martial arts class. And then I also got hooked. <laughs> And um, actually, I did too much. I trained all uh, like seven times a week for almost 12 years. And that really ruined my body. Then I had surgery several times. My knees had surgery three times. I had really severe back, back problems because I've trained way too much. And my mom got into yoga first. And she said, you should go to yoga class. <laughs> And I said, no, that's not my thing. I don't think so. I was really into into sports and uh, went to a gym and all kinds of stuff. And she um, she just uh, kept on saying, no, please go there. And she was right again. <laughs> because um, when I said, okay, I'll go. Actually, I, I had no interest, but I just wanted to do it for her. <laughs> and um, then it was the second time I got hooked. Wow. So like, I wouldn't mess with you is what I want to say. Like, <laughs> you sound like a really tough chick. And uh, even though you're also this, you know, beautiful, gentle soul. Wow. 12 years of martial arts training. And I'm so sorry to hear about all the complications that came with that. And my goodness, seven days a week for 12 years. I can only imagine the toll that took on your body. And so what did yoga do for you when you started doing the yoga? You said mom was right. What was she right about? That this is the way I was supposed to go. I, um, I was a totally young person before I um, got in touch with yoga. I was like, I guess in the U.S. you call a type A person. And um and that totally calmed me down and it was such a healing journey. And I, um, yeah, it, I, it just gave me inner peace. I just found my balance, I would say. So it was, it sounds like body, heart, mind, the whole, the whole package. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So tell us about how does yin yoga differ from traditional yoga and what's the benefit of it? Yeah, it's much more gentle. I would say everybody can do yin yoga because it is so gentle and you can um you can do um all poses in very um soft ways where you can take props and um it's not so that you have to say 
like in a warrior pose and yang when you say okay your foot your foot has to be there and you have to put your arm there and it's not like that in, in yin yoga because um there you come into a pose and you hold it three to five minutes and it's all very passive and if a person says this is too much for me then uh, then the person can come out anytime and then we can also give more props and um, find an alternative if that is too much and um, by these passive stretches um, we have an effect on the meridians and it's not so much um, like that in yang yoga there the focus is more on the muscles and in yin yoga it's more on the fascia and by um, putting the focus on the fascia, we have the, the effect on the meridians. And that's also very healing when we do the poses. Stephanie, for people that don't understand the meridians, can you explain that piece? What, what are the meridians? Um, they're energy channels. They, um, they run through the whole body and they nourish the organs. And when we do certain poses, we stretch certain meridians, and these meridians bring the energy to the to the organs, and that can um, activate the self healing capacities in the body. So, as you hold these poses, as you said, for three to five minutes, it activates certain energy centers. It activates these meridians. Mm -hmm. And how long does it take to get relief? So, let's say someone came to you and was utilizing your services as a healing coach. Mm -hmm. And they said, oh, I've had this, I'll, I'll use my own example. I've had this chronic neck pain for probably almost three years now. And mm -hmm. I eat well, I walk every day, I do yoga several days a week, regular yoga. What would you prescribe for me? Um, probably... A whole bunch of forward bends. Um, it's always hard to say that from a distance because I would really have to look at you. But um, depending on what the issue really is, probably forward bends, um, but starting with props first. Like in yin yoga, we have um, yoga bolsters, which are really big pillows. And then you could put them underneath your forehead when you bend forward. And then... Um, when your body gets uh, used to that more and more, then you can uh, release that and um, put it away and uh, see how your body reacts, reacts to that. But usually it happens pretty quickly because a lot of pain comes from our fascia. We have a lot of pain sensors in our fascia. And um, I had the same issue with my back after all that martial arts training. My fascia was like totally stressed and that gave me so much pain. And the yang yoga couldn't really do anything for me uh, regarding the pain. But when, once I started yin yoga, it was such a relief. Um, and that came pretty quickly. And um, I hear that from a lot of people who I work with, sometimes like after one class, sometimes after a couple of weeks. Sometimes it does take longer depending on, on what they really have. But um, for a lot of people, it works actually pretty quickly if it really comes from the fascia, of course. Yeah, yeah. That's so encouraging. That's so exciting. Well, let's talk about your new book a little bit. So the new book is Be Healthy with Yin Yoga, The Gentle Way to Free Your Body of Everyday Ailments and Emotional Stresses. Tell me a little bit about why is it such a powerful way do you think, to relax and heal? Um, because I think, first of all, because of the fascia, 
Um, but also because it has uh, an, a very strong effect on our nervous system. Um, when you come into the poses, you can feel after a few minutes how you really calm down. And I think this is really an issue for a lot of people these days. So many people are really stressed out by the cell phones, which we always carry around. And um, yeah, so many people are just missing that inner calm and that calmness. And um, once you come into the poses, you can feel this is uh, calming down so quickly. And um, I think this is uh, one really big thing. The self-healing capacity through the meridians and I always say that we come in touch with our soul when we um, do the poses because it gets so still <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's not like uh, in the young practice when you have um, all these adjustments or the teacher says okay now we do that now we do that uh, you stay with yourself for uh, all these minutes throughout the poses and that's a wonderful opportunity to get in touch with your soul and to really see am I still on the right path or uh, what has happened in my life um, what should I do to get back on track and I think that's uh, that's some of the things why this practice is so healing yeah that sounds really powerful the fact that you can't distract yourself through movement Mm -hmm. So it's like you're just really being with yourself. Yeah. And that's not always easy. That can get very uncomfortable. Yeah. But that's also, in my eyes, the way our soul tells us, hey, you're not uh, on track. Please go this way. <laughs> How has it helped you in your life as you've continued this practice? What have you noticed personally? I became a lot more calm in my life. And um, I, I got so much more intuitive. And um, I think that's also the way how I got um, into the healing path as a holistic health coach, um, because I got um, my senses got so, so clear, all of a sudden, I really just knew what to do. When for the first 25 years or so in my life, I always listened to a lot of other people. What did they think? But I didn't need that anymore because I just knew what to do. My intuition got totally clear. So as you tuned into your body and your soul, mm -hmm. then it became more and more clear. It sounds like what the yeah. messages were. You could hear that inner voice more clearly. Absolutely, yeah. What are the common ailments or illnesses that yin yoga helps with? What, what do you write about in the book specifically that is about those illnesses or addressing certain illnesses that it helps the most? Actually, all kinds of um, ailments. It's like um, high blood pressure, it's depression, it's back pain, it's uh, neck pain, it's menstrual issues, it's um, menopause. It's like you can you can treat anything um, with yin yoga because um, we go the way through the meridians, and that's also how I did all the, uh, the all the ailments. I worked together with a doctor for traditional Chinese medicine, 
um, to make absolutely sure that I'm addressing the right meridians to treat the um, the ailments. And you can do anything with that. And we have, I think, about 32 ailments in the book. So it's kind of it sounds like like a resource guide. Mm-hmm, Is that exactly. true? Yeah, that someone could say, oh, I have this going on. And then they could look it up in the book and it may have specific poses or things that you can do in treating that specific ailment. Yeah, that's right. So tell me this, do you do workshops besides the holistic coaching? Tell me kind of what, what does a day in the life of Stephanie look like? <laughs> uh, I am a yin yoga teacher trainer now, and that's actually um, my main job. Uh, I had my own yoga studio where I taught many, many classes, but with uh, the writing of the books, this is my, uh, no, my sixth book. And I'm also doing DVDs and all the administration behind that, um, behind the classes. I just realized, no, this is getting too much. I cannot do this anymore. So um, I quit uh, my studio. I gave up my studio also because we moved somewhere else. And um, now I'm only doing the yin yoga teacher trainings and the holistic health coaching. Is the holistic health coaching online? Um, I can also do that online, yes. What do you think is the biggest gift for others? I'm hearing for you that, you know, it really opened up your intuition. It took you out of being a type A personality to, you know, someone who's much more calm and relaxed and in tune. Can you share with us any stories that you have that you really witnessed about how it really has transformed other people's lives? Oh, yeah. Um, A lot of people come to me who have the same story. (laughs) And it's actually a lot lot of people who are 35 and older. It's um, most of the time, it's not uh, people who are in their 20s. And also often menopausal women who also say um, there's some something missing in my life. And um, just like what I said before, like I was still looking because it didn't feel complete. And um, a lot of people say this has really changed my life because um, now I found the missing piece because we have so much young in our outside world. I think we have an excess of young and yin is really the missing piece. It's like a puzzle piece and we, we need it to feel complete. It's, it's never a competition between yin and yang. Uh, that's not the way it's supposed to be, but it should be in balance. Well, and Stephanie, again, for some folks that aren't familiar with the yin and yang definitions, could you help define that for us? Um, the yin and yang energy is like the male and female energy, um, if you want to call it that, or uh, yang would be the day, yin would be the night. Um, it's always a contrast to each other. And um, one doesn't go without the other. We cannot say I always want to have um, day, but I don't want to have the night because we we cannot regenerate if we don't have the night and go to sleep, for example, we would be totally exhausted. And um, that's like one thing uh, which shows that we always need both both sides of yin and yang. And when you say, you know, we're bombarded with so much yang energy, what are you referring to? I think that the internet is a big part of it. Um, for example, um, 20 years ago, when we wrote a letter to somebody, it took a few days to get there. And we also um, waited a few days to get an answer. <laughs> and um, that was in balance. 
And now when I write an email, um, the other person gets it a minute later. And when I don't uh, answer the next day, I will get a reminder. Haven't you got them? Didn't you get my email? <laughs> and this, this shows how it totally got out of balance. Everything has become so quick and we don't have time to regenerate anymore. And um, you can see that throughout, um, well, everywhere. Um, well, when I was a kid, my parents, for example, told me, okay, it's 8.30 now, 8.30 p.m. You, now you don't call somebody anymore because now it's time <laughs> for people to, to calm down and you don't do that anymore. But we totally lost that, I think. Uh, like I get um, messages at 11 p.m. or whatever. People don't really uh, consider that anymore. And that's, I think, one big part, how everything got totally out of balance. What if you could change your life and help change the world at the same time? Hi, I'm Stephanie James, host of The Spark on NOCO FM. Join me and some of the most important people in psychology, spirituality, and science for a very special event. The Spark Summit, October 26, 2019 at the Drake Center in Fort Collins, Colorado. Together, we'll learn how to heal ourselves using the latest breakthroughs and self-improvement with interactive keynotes from luminaries such as Jacob Lieberman, Misa Hopkins, Larry Dossie, and many more. Ignite your own spark of hope to illuminate a journey towards living your best life. Join me at the Spark Summit, October 26, 2019, at the Drake Center in Fort Collins, Colorado. Tickets and more information at thesparksummit2019.com. That's thesparksummit2019.com. Straight from the boardroom to the microphone, April Garcia's Pivot Me is a no BS check-in for high-performing professionals, hustling entrepreneurs, and anyone who aims high and wants to make a difference. Pivot Me is the answer to those asking, how do I get to the next level? Whatever your goal is, business, finance, or health, what you need most is the right mindset, consistent execution, and a whole lot of humor. Smash your goals, master time management and business, and own your mindset. If you're working to get to a goal, you belong here. You belong with us. This isn't just a podcast. This is an upgrade for your life. I'm April Garcia, an international business advisor, performance coach, and speaker. Hit me up on Instagram at TheAprilGarcia or check us out online at pivot-me.com. You know, I really hear that. It, it feels like we're in this society now or this world of immediate gratification, number one, and that we need instant results. And, you know, mm -hmm. we, it's, it's just like it's got to happen right now. So that's exactly right. You know, there, there's no stopping. It's 24-7, this immediacy. And so it, it's almost like when I hear you say that, it's almost like, you know, the world started becoming this type A personality. Yeah, totally. I think so, too. And that's why a lot of people burn out these days. That's um, usually an excess of young energy. 
in your book, you talk more, there's so much more than the yoga poses in your book. You talk about traditional Chinese medicine and the deeper roots of our ailments, massage and breathing techniques. Can you talk Mm -hmm. more about these and the importance of these blending together? That's um, the holistic approach. Like I said in the beginning, it's not just one thing. It's like a big puzzle. And you always have to look which piece of the puzzle is missing for that person. And um, maybe that person um, needs to focus more on the breathing techniques. Maybe that person needs more meditation. Maybe that person says, okay, I'm not into yoga, but I can deal with massage. Um, or um, I, uh, I don't just um, focus on the Eastern um, tradition, but I also give a glimpse at the Western approach and uh, it's a mixture of both it should also not be a competition between the two but let's i'm always saying let's um let's see how we can um uh how we can bring both of them together it's also like the yin and yang once again (laughs) and how can we make the best out of it when we bring both of them together but yeah, that, I mean, that's what I'm really hearing from you, this this importance of balance and embracing both of these. I mean, like, and how much better our world would be if we were able to do that, if we could just slow down a little bit and integrate some of these other pieces. So as you're saying, as you use these different modalities, that that also helps bring that balance, that yin and yang energy. Yeah, I'm I'm convinced of that. What, what is your particular, if you will, recipe for wellness just in your life? Like when you wake up in the morning, what, what is your routine? How do you find balance? I'm really happy that I don't need too much sleep. Usually I have about uh, six hours of sleep and that's um, most of the time enough for me. So my family is still sleeping then. And then I can um, take some time for (laughs) self-care. Like I do, I love to do cupping in the morning, which is also something uh, we do in, in, in traditional Chinese medicine. Um, but I also do my yang practice in the morning. Like, uh, I love rebounding. I love hit training, high intensity interval training or weight training. I do a lot of that in the morning when, uh, everybody's still sleeping. <laughs> and then when, uh, when we, when I get the kids to school, I also start my work day, but, um, I have already done something for myself then, which is super important, I think. Absolutely. And, yeah. And that night I finished the day with the in practice then. Perfect. You know, that's, that's something as a therapist I'm, I'm constantly talking to my clients about is how do you become priority in your own life? And that doesn't mean that you're selfish. It doesn't mean that you're, you know, self-focused and that's it. It means that we, you know, as moms, as wives, as partners, um, as employees, I mean, we, we just put so much out all the time that we have to do that self-care piece. And I love that, you know, in the morning you have this special time that sounds uninterrupted so you can really take care of you and charge up your batteries and then engage the day. And then you have this lovely ending practice at, at night where then you can come back and just restore yourself as you're going into sleep. That's just wonderful. Yeah, I'm really glad that I um that I finally do that now because um my dad died really young. He died when he was 60 and he um he just he was workaholic. 
And um, he said, I'm going to do this for two or three more years. And um, then it's time for myself. Then I have time for myself. And he actually said that two weeks before he died. And um, that was that was um, so tragic for me that I said, okay, you didn't do that, but I want to learn from that. And um, that's, that's when I started to do that. I was the same. I was also a workaholic before that. And I probably still am, but um, still I do take the time for myself from, because of that experience. Yes. Just to witness that in someone like your father and someone so close to you, how impactive that must have been to you and obviously was because you've done this big life change. I I was saying actually to a client of mine too the other day who's a workaholic, you know, there, there's no one at the end of our lives that, that when we're, you know, about to pass that says, I am so glad I worked so much. Like the best memories of my life were that awesome cubicle that I was in. You know, nobody, nobody says that, you know, the, the, the moments that they savor the moments where they were connected and they were with other people and making beautiful memories. So we're not going to be able to look back in our lives and say, oh, this has been fantastic. I worked so hard. Exactly. That's the lesson I learned from his words. Yeah. Yes. So again, you know, it, and it's not about that we can't work hard. Again, it's finding that balance. And how do we take care of ourselves? And it sounds like this for you, what, what a beautiful way to take care of yourself. I'm curious about the cupping. Now, that's something I've heard yeah. of, but I'm not <laughs> familiar with. What, what is that? What does that entail? Um, it's something, um, where you, you have cups, so you can do that with a therapist and you can do it yourself. And I have a bunch of cups and I use them on my own body and, um, I move them around and, um, it's awesome for your uh, whole circulatory system (laughs) and, um, for your fascia, it's, um, it's great for your meridians and it just feels amazing. So what do you do with the cup? I don't understand the mechanism of it. Uh, you suck them onto your body. Uh, you squeeze them. You put them onto your body and you squeeze them. Uh, you can do that on your back, on your butt, on your legs, on your arms, uh, on your belly, wherever you can reach it. And then either you can leave them on there or you move them around. I usually move them around um, and um yeah, that's enough. That's what you can do. I, I do that. Um, and I also do gua sha, which is um, similar. Gua sha, for that, you have a tool um, and then, then you scrape your body with that. Um, and it's both amazing for your meridians and it just feels fantastic. You feel so fresh in the morning when you do that. So that's, that appeals to me so much because I literally have this back scratcher. I think I've had it for probably (laughs) over a decade and (laughs) it's so funny because I I had gotten it for a dollar and I said, this is the best dollar I have spent in my life because I always have to do this back scratch before I go to bed at night. It's just, I'm like, I'm sure I was a bear in my past life, but I... (laughs) But I, I, yeah, I I love that idea. Where would you get a tool like that? Can you say the name again? Um, the Gua Sha. Oh, you can order that online. Okay. It's uh, you spell it G U A S H A. Perfect. Yes, I am 
looking up to Amazon when we get off the interview. <laughs> oh yeah, you'll get it there for sure. I have uh, several ones, and I especially love the one um, from a jade stone. Wow. You can also get rose quartz or you can have wooden gua sha um, or metal, but I love the jade especially. Okay, great. I love this. So so you go through and, and you said the cupping helps stimulate circulation. What, what else does it do? It makes your skin super smooth. Uh, you can see how it gets all red after that. And um in the beginning, when you start that, it can be that it looks um, like you have a whole bunch of bruises on your body. And in TCM, they say that these are the toxins which come to the surface. Um, but after a while, when you do that regularly, you don't have that anymore. It just get, uh, gets red. But after a few minutes, it's also gone again. How long do you leave them on? Um, when you leave them on, it's like 20 minutes. Um, but I, um, I had a cesarean cut, um, and I do that every morning when I'm in the shower that I put the cups on the cesarean cut and then I move them around for a minute or so. That's already enough to, um, to break up the scar tissue. That's, that's really fantastic. I can recommend that to anybody. Um, if you have scar tissue, really go get some, uh, cups and, and uh, move them around and you can do that daily. That's, that's really amazing. So here you are, I mean, helping us holistically to heal these different things. I think this is wonderful by your own example. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so what, what are some important points in the book that you want to make sure that, that you're sharing with us? I mean, you said, you know, this is your sixth book. Mm -hmm. What makes this book different, number one, from the others? And what was important to you about writing this book? What were the important elements you were hoping that people took away? Probably the ailments. Uh, the other books are also all about yin yoga. Some have more a focus on the detoxing effect and also integrate some yang yoga and um, some fascia work. But um, here it is really the ailments. Like when you say, okay, I don't, uh, I want to say, I want to get back into the driver's seat of my uh, own health again. And um, I want to do something and not just uh, tell my doctor, please just give me a pill. And um, I really want to motivate people to do something for themselves again. And I think that's a good start. I'm not saying that you can heal something just by doing yin yoga. That's not the point. But I think it's a great way to, um, to help. Uh, to do something for yourself and not just uh, give away the responsibility for your own health. So that yin yoga can also be utilized in combination with Western medicine. So say that you do have to utilize some Western medical uh, modalities. This would also be a good fit in to help promote your own healing with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I definitely think so. I want to make sure that, number one, how do people get a hold of you, Stephanie? How could people find you? Um, via my website, probably, which is um, yinyoga.de or stephaniearendt.com or social media. I'm on Facebook and on Instagram and uh, yeah, via email, of course, which is stephaniearendt at gmail.com. And Arend is spelled A-R-E-N-D. That's right. Okay. So as we're getting ready to wrap up, 
Are there any essential messages that you want to make sure that the audience is hearing? I want to make sure that whatever was important to you to communicate and to share during this episode, that you really have an opportunity to share that. What I always think is important is that everybody should take the time uh, for um, stillness every day and maybe only five minutes, <laughs> but these five minutes can change your life. Like I said before, you can get in touch with your soul again and um, maybe it's only these five minutes. But if you never take the time and if you're just uh, working all day long and when you come home, you just watch TV or um, do whatever, but don't take the time to connect with yourself, um, then I think you can miss a whole lot of chances <laughs> and your soul knows it all. So um, I would really say... Uh, if I could give a homework to everybody, it would be sit down for at least five minutes every day and start to listen to your soul. Stephanie had such an interesting background with her experience in holistic health and nutrition, martial arts, foreign language. And I loved how all of this experience has brought her to the place where she is now where she's really helping individuals to become more calm, more intuitive, how to listen to themselves instead of others. One of the other things that I loved is that yoga truly does help us physiologically. It helps us lower our blood pressure. It reduces body pain. And through her Eastern and Western approach to find balance, she's brought something with her Yen Yoga books and videos that really help others to do something really special for themselves. And this is just such an important part that we just have to start taking care of ourselves. You've heard me say so many times how we need to become priorities in our own life. So taking care of you and charging up your batteries, you're gonna go into your day in a much better way. I love the other thing she talked about, which is cupping, which I had never heard of before and how it makes your skin softer and it brings all the toxins to the surface. So there's so many different ways of taking care of ourselves. And I think that's the essential message of this entire episode. I think the most important thing for us is that we need to find whatever modalities and whatever ways are there for us to plug into our own self-healing. For some people, it might be taking a long walk. For some people, it might be doing some deep breaths. For some people, it literally is just listening to a funny show, lifting their spirits. Laughter is really good medicine. And also bringing ourselves into a place of balance, which it sounds like this yin yoga is wonderful for creating that kind of balance in our lives where we can truly center in where we can truly turn off the external, everything going on around us and focus on a place where we find calm and peace and ultimately balance for living our best lives. Remember, The Spark is your show too. If you have questions, feedback on the show, or if you're going through something and need a little help, we'd love to hear from you. Continue the conversation with us at our website, thesparkpod.com and on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. New episodes of The Spark air Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Mountain. To make sure you don't miss an episode, 
Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, or wherever you get your podcasts. The show is not a substitute for professional care by a doctor or other qualified medical professional and should not be considered medical advice. If you're having a mental or physical health crisis, please seek treatment immediately. The Spark is produced by NOCO Media Limited, which is solely responsible for its content. Thanks again for listening. This has been The Spark, igniting your best life. I'm Stephanie James. This has been a production of NOCO-FM.